Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. All that glitter and all that gold won't buy everything you've been bought and sold. Welcome to the new and improved Habs Unfiltered with Less Filter, hosted by Blaine Potvin, Matt Smith, and Treg Toxic Wilson. We provide you, our listeners, informative, honest discussion and entertainment about the Montreal Canadiens, hockey, and sometimes bad life advice. Stick around, we will be right back with a jam-packed and entertaining episode. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Habs Unfiltered. Uh, we've been gone for a while due to mostly to the fact that uh, work-related, uh, Host Blaine Potvin is sailing with the Ville de Quebec uh, to help out with this uh, COVID-19 relief and relief of anything else that might happen. And my co-host here today, Matt Smith. Welcome Good back. afternoon. Uh, he's been dealing with a lot of work uh, to help uh, get the military planes ready to drop off supplies and much-needed stuff around the country. And uh, also, there's been a lot of tragedy happening in the military side of the world. Uh, HMCS Fredericton, a, a former ship that I've been on, uh, sailed on, deployed on, uh, had a tragic accident with a uh, Sikorsky helicopter that went down in the uh, Mediterranean Sea. Uh, two Navy uh, personnel and four uh, uh, Air Force personnel uh, perished. And then uh, to put on top of your world, Matt, uh, the Snowbird, which were flying across the country to give inspiration during COVID, had a crash and uh, one of their... Uh, uh, their uh, public affairs officer that was flying in the plane uh, ended up uh, perishing in the crash. Uh, so it's been a trying time for for us here in the military, and uh, uh, we took a while to have some time off to collect our thoughts, to get some work done, and uh, to t- take care of some personal stuff, and now we're back. Right, Matt? Absolutely. It's, it's good to be back, but, uh, you know, this year, to put it in a nutshell, this year has just been absolutely fucked. Like, oh. we're not even half... We're not even halfway through 2020, and uh, what seemed like a, a promising year when it started has just been tragedy after tragedy, so, especially for the military, especially for the East Coast. And, um, you know, like my condolences are with all the families that are affected by this and, uh, you know, the shootings in Nova Scotia and COVID-19 and, you know, everything. It's just been, it's just been such a shit show of a year, yeah. and um, I'm hoping that we can start putting some of this behind us not forgetting about it of course but just that we can put this behind us and we can get on with the rest of our year and you know hopefully we'll pull some positive out of the rest of the year yeah and uh you know hopefully uh you know we can we can uh we can come together we can remember these people that, that we've lost and the rest of the year is actually going to be a positive thing and 
we can we can we can lean on each other for the strength that we need during this time. Yeah, definitely, uh, Nova Scotia was hit hit hard. Uh, the uh, Snowbird uh, uh, Aviator was from Nova Scotia. Um, yeah, we had the twenty two people killed in the shooting, the the largest mass murder in Canada. Uh, then we had uh, three of the uh, the people involved in the in the helicopter crash were from Nova Scotia. So yeah, not only that, but most of them lived here as well. So even if they Abs- weren't from absolutely. Nova Scotia, they lived here. So uh, absolutely, it's been it's been hard, especially for my province, um, where I've I've been here all my life. I mean, you're you're a maritimer. You're from New Brunswick. Uh, Blaine's been here most of his life uh, since he joined the military, and I agree. Uh, condolences out to everyone, and hopefully. Uh, Things will start looking up, and things will start changing. Uh, my wife's upset because our our weekend to White Point's been canceled, but uh, White Point Lodge, so she'll get over it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to uh, hockey, uh, what we have here today is we're going to talk about. Uh, there's been a few signings since we've been gone. Uh, very important yep. one is uh, we'll start with the smaller ones. So uh, uh, you mentioned today that uh, an AHL signing was done. So um, Yannick Bayer, um, he's you know b- bouncing around the AHL, bouncing around the ECHL. Um, he's a fourth round pick back in uh, 2011. Um, I remember seeing him play for um, the for the Moncton Wildcats. Actually, um, he's uh, he signed a a one year AHL deal with uh, Laval. He was a good pickup for the Canadians. He had 20 points and 20 or. Er, Good point. Uh, good pickup for the Rocket. Uh, Twenty points, twenty six games, and um, you know he's a guy that's that's going to bring some uh, some uh, some veteran presence. You know he's only twenty seven years old, but uh, when you're talking about a team that is young as uh, Laval is right now, he's going to bring in a veteran presence, and he can you know provide some leadership and uh, some goal scoring, and um, and be another guy like a like a Joe Cox that can come in that was playing primarily ECHL hockey and come in and be a, a cheap signing that's going to bring some depth to that team. Yeah, they, uh, they got rid of, a lot, rid of a lot of their uh, veteran presence there in the uh, at the trade deadline. Uh, yeah. Barber and Veroni uh, uh, traded traded away. and I think a lot of that had to do with uh, Bouchard's willingness to go with the younger players than the older players, and I think there was a, from what I hear, there was a little bit of a, a rift between those players and the coach. Because, I can see that. Because, uh, well, I mean, they're used to getting the ice time. I mean, uh, uh, Barber, I believe, was MVP of the league one year. Uh, Veroni is a very good AHL player. Neither one of them, they're both friend. I wouldn't even say they're fringe NHL players. They're just top AHL players. Um, and when they're losing ice time to rookies, I guess that can be kind of, you know, detrimental, I guess, to them. And so it would be good to get a veteran presence because, as we know, all – Young players need that veteran guy around them to help, uh, you know, get them along through the rough times and stuff like that. Absolutely. And it's another Francophone player. So it's going to yeah. all those people. You're going to be happy. Yeah. And he, and he produced any produce as well. So it's not like Absolutely. He's, he's just a name. Uh, That's right. A, another signing was Cam Hillis. Uh, he's one of the uh, um, five or six guys that we had to sign this year that uh, we weren't sure who was going to sign, who wasn't going to sign, but Cam Hillis ends up being uh, uh, the one. Um, I believe they still have two spots left, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to. Uh, I'd have, I'd to, have look to look it up. I'd have to look it up, but yeah. uh, off the top of my head, I'm not 100 percent sure. 
But um, out of the ones that were eligible to be signed, I think Hillis was probably the top choice. Yes. Well, they had Hillis. They had that Russian guy, uh, not uh, Romanov, but the other guy uh, starts with a K. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, I forget his, his name eludes me now. So that's two. And then, of course, we'll I just led into him. Uh, Alexander Romanov, the big signing everyone was waiting for. Uh, he signed, which everyone is thrilled about. Uh, however, as... Uh, our co-partner here, Blaine Potvin, wrote an article in the Hockey Writers, don't set your expectations too high on this first-year NHLer. Uh, don't expect him to come right in, play alongside Weber, and be dominant, because he probably won't. He's a rookie. He's got to make mistakes. He's got to get used to the North American ice, even though he plays pretty big on North American ice that he proved in tournaments, past tournaments, and stuff like that. Uh, so... I'm just saying, let's temper our expectations and expect him to probably play on the third, be the third or fourth defenseman, and maybe if it doesn't work out, head down to Laval, which I'm perfectly okay with. I don't think that they're going to hesitate if he if he falters a little bit. Um, I don't think they're going to hesitate to to play him as a as a top pairing in Laval. Oh, I, definitely uh, not. Especially I, I with can't. oh, go ahead. I I, I just can't see them forcing him into a situation where you know yes you learn from your mistakes but you can't bring a guy over from Russia and constantly put him in an environment that he's possibly making mistakes he's got to he's got to be able to learn and with Bouchard down there he's going to be able to do so oh exactly NHL is not a developing uh, it's not a league for developing you need no. to uh, very few rookies uh, uh, really unless they're already at that level when they get there, they're going to move on. Suzuki, Suzuki, but Suzuki had his time in the CHL. He he dominated the CHL, went into Montreal and won a spot. He was ready for the NHL. Uh, yep. We're getting onto something different. But Kotkaniemi, I think at the time was ready for the NHL, and then I think with him growing, his his him getting bigger, his injuries and stuff like that really slowed him down, and he had to take a step back. Um, yeah, I think so too. Because he was a he was a shell of his former self when he came back from his injury. Right, exactly. So he, I mean, he had a knee surgery in the off season, and then I think he had a concussion during the season, and then it, his game just went somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and Julian doesn't leave room for rookie mistakes anyway. He's not. That's one. right. He, he needs to trust you, and if he can't trust you, then he's not going to play you. Uh, however, he went a point per game under Bouchard. Bouchard showing that he can work with the young guys and he can work well. So. Having said all that, that's the signings. That's the catch-up. Uh, another thing we're going to bring up is Caden Primu, another young uh, 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 prospect for the Canadians, even though everyone says Canadians can't draft. I think they're doing pretty good in the last few years. Uh, he went to the all-rookie team of the AHL. Yeah, and he had a very good season. Yeah. Um, surprised us in, in Montreal. He played two games, uh, was one and one. And he played uh, well I, in both games. He as did. Well. He did play well. He gave the he gave the uh, he gave the team an opportunity to win both of those games. And as I said, he he did win one of them, um, which is uh, something to be said in terms of uh, backup Canadian goaltenders this year. I don't think he should be the backup goaltender this year, but uh, or next. No, season. I don't think he, I don't think he should be either. Oh, but okay, okay. When you, Sorry. when you look at when you when you looked at Kincaid, you looked at at uh, at, Lindgren. at Lindgren. They're terrible. He he was really the he was really the best out of the out he of was. the three. He was. I I think Lindgren was only theirs because they wanted Primo to get the games. They didn't want him sitting on a bench wasting away. I agree. Watching I hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. And 
I know. I mean, whether I was never a fan of Lindgren. I, I I don't like his style. I don't like. I don't think he's a good goalie, but he was the best option to be the backup at that time. And he was so, and that's not saying much, really. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, well, you've already you've already touched on this in the past, and you had your article, and I think that he'll be the uh, he'll be the odd man out. I I I still think that they're going to look for a veteran presence to come in. And um, have, have uh, Primo play in the AHL as a starter for another year. Definitely, and that and that'll leave what's going to happen in the AHL because you're going to have Demchenko, uh, Lindgren, Primo, McNevin. Now McNevin's an RFA, so yep. he he may not they may not sign him. Although, I think personally, I think McNevin could be better than Lindgren, but and Demchenko, I don't know enough about him to say. Uh, I don't think Montreal is going to be saying. Hey, he's going to be our backup to Carey Price, but uh, he played well in the KHL on bad teams, so who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree. I think they're going to bring in a veteran presence, like a hopefully a Kabodin or a someone with experience that can play 30 games and win most of them. Absolutely. Uh, having said that, with the season the way it is and uh, COVID kind of the curve flattening and everyone talking about getting back to normality, the NHL is talking about starting the season up again with a 24-team playoff uh, type of playoffs. So it won't be a, uh, you know, we'll, we'll end the season, see where everyone has, then have the playoffs. They're just going to put the 24 teams. So it'll be the original six teams or the top 16 teams that were already in a playoff spot plus eight, four from each conference that were still in the running to make the playoffs. Uh, which... Fortunately for us, uh, or unfortunately, whichever way you look at it, uh, Montreal's the 24th seed. Uh, it was based on win percentage, and Montreal was 500 for the season, therefore came in as the uh, 12th seed in the Infer- Inter- Eastern Conference and the 24th seed overall. What are your thoughts on this, Matt? So, well, first of all, what are your thoughts about re- continuing the season, and then we'll get into the uh, format. You know, I, I believe that um, as soon as this kept getting prolonged and it was – the decision has been prolonged two weeks. The quarantine for the players has been extended two weeks, et cetera, et cetera. And we kept hearing that. I just – I was one of the people that said, you know, just cancel the season. Cut your losses. Um, there's players that have spoke out about it. There's um, – individuals media around the around the league that have spoke out about it um of all people uh radko gudas actually made a really really good point oh he made the saying, best one so far yeah he said um you know you don't you don't want us going to the olympics however you're you're in favor of us playing during a pandemic yeah like he like his point was you don't you don't want us going to the olympics because we might get injured yeah. However, you're willing to risk our lives during a pandemic to continue the season. That's right. Yeah, and he makes and he makes probably he makes he makes a really good point. That is the, probably the best point. I know Phil Deneau, He talked about being isolated from his family for could be anywhere up to two to three months. You know. Yeah, and um, and, and that's and that's a real thing. That's going to be a real issue, and it's gonna it's gonna. Um, you know, we, we talk about mental health, like, uh, especially with us, um, you know, military, military members, um, and how things like that can really, really affect you and drag you down. You got some of these guys that have young children or that have young families or newly married or, 
you know, maybe they're going through relationship issues or anything like that. And to be able to not see those individuals is going to be trying on these players. And I think you're going to see it on the ice. You're going to see no fans. You're going to see these, some of these proposed rules. It's going to be more like, you know, hockey light. Yeah. Um, they're saying that the, that the, that the wingers can't be um, like pushed up against each other during the faceoff. They have to maintain distance. They don't want any scrums after the whistles. They want, you know, no fighting, et cetera, et cetera. You really think that's playoff hockey? Well, what's going to end up happening is you're going to, like, for instance, if, if it all works out, uh, Montreal is in, they play Pittsburgh the first round in this best of five. So so the concept, we'll get right into it. So the concept of the 24 is the top four teams from each uh, conference are going to make it automatically into the second round or into the playoffs round is what they're calling it. Into the 16. Right. Into the top 16. Into the top yeah. 16. Now, the remaining uh, eight teams per conference are going to be in what they call a, a playoff in round or a uh, play in round is what they're calling it. So in order to make the play in round, you have to win your best of five series, which the rest of the playoffs would be best of seven, like a normal playoff series when you get to the 16. But this would be a best of five, which would get you into the uh, the, ne- the the top 16. Um so the way it looks to me, like they have to wear a full face shield. Uh, there's no spitting. There's no, everyone has to have their own water bottle. Uh, th- they're talking about no showers after the game. Um, you know, they can't have a scrum. They can't fight. They can't touch. So what kind of hockey is this going to be? To me, it looks like it's going to be uh, old-timer uh, pickup hockey. Uh, you know, or all, it's going to be like an all-star game, really, where nobody does anything. It's 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 going to be... It's going to be bland. It's going to be. Uh, is that it's going to be like vanilla hockey? Oh, it, you you really think? I I like. I, I I'm gonna. I look through the proposed brackets for the five to twelve, and I'll just say them off really quick. Sure. So, uh, in the East, Pittsburgh, Montreal, Carolina, the Rangers, Islanders, Florida, Toronto, Columbus. In the West, Edmonton, Chicago, Nashville, Arizona, Vancouver, Minnesota, Calgary, Winnipeg. So. Of those, there isn't a huge like bloodbath type um, series that we're gonna see, especially or, or at least in these rounds. But just imagine you had Calgary, Edmonton, or Montreal, or Montreal Boston, or Montreal, Toronto. or something, or Montreal, Toronto, or or one of these, you know, type series, or like a, a Vegas and San, you know, well, wouldn't be San Jose, but you know, um, for instance, whatever. Imagine a series like that, and then they say, "Okay, no scrums after the whistle, boys." Yeah, you can't. T- as soon as the play's done, you all have to separate. Yeah, uh, bullshit. Are, are they allowed to bullshit. hit? Are they allowed to hit? They're apparently they're allowed to hit, but if uh, say if Cassian goes over the goes over and takes out to Chuck, and what what nobody can do anything about nobody it. Nobody can do anything afterwards. Or you're gonna probably get suspended for it. Like, oh, that's just it. How do they, what happens if you break these rules? Is it a penalty? Yeah. And and are you allowed to go in and break it up? Because then you're getting cl- too close to the guy that you're trying to scrum with. I mean, so, I mean, or what There's if you're. There's so many variables. What if you're, uh, like, Dano and you're shadowing uh, Crosby? Like, yeah. can he only, like, place a stick on him and say, all right, I'm right here. You know what I mean? Like, well, against against Crosby, that'd probably be a penalty anyway. So, well, that's true, but 
he probably breathed on him. It'll be a penalty. But, um, <clears throat> hope he uses his mouthwash. Uh, but, it's, but it's gonna be very much like as I said, it's gonna be a hockey light or an all star game type uh, mentality. It's gonna be terrible hockey, is what it's gonna be. And I, and I think that at this point, I think we're just better off instead of playing this vanilla hockey, prolonging the draft, prolonging uh, free agency, prolonging development camps, yeah. uh, prolonging the start of next season, which they say, oh, we want to have a full season. Well, bullshit, you're well, going to have a full season if the, you want to start the season possibly in December. Well, not just that, but if you that's that's uh, preseason will be in December, so, you know, yeah. exhibition games and everything will be the, the, the season's not even going to start till sometime in January, and then yeah, you're having another season if you're having a full season that's going to go almost to September. So yeah, now it's, you're it's, it's dipping ridiculous. into the next season. So hopefully the uh, NHLPA kind of steps in and, you know, the the guys voice their opinions and well, say, this is what we want. And hopefully it's enough that I'm not going to say this goes away, but, um, but right now we're looking at uh, some very bland hockey coming up. And, you know, I know it's all about money for uh, so these owners and these executives and uh, for the league itself. But, um, you know, I, I just don't think the players are there. Well, I think, and that with escrow, the players are basically going to play this for nothing anyway, uh, yeah. because of escrow. And if you really think about it, this is just the NHL's way to try to get back the revenue they lost. And, yeah, absolutely. But really, if you think about, if you're playing with no fans, what real? You're only getting your TV revenue back anyway. You're getting your TV revenue. This isn't going to help. This isn't going to help. Uh, this is stadium. Gonna... Stadium workers, it's not going to help anything like no that. No one. It's not, and it's not going to really help with the salary cap next year because you're going to have a flat salary cap because there's just not enough money. More than likely, yeah. To raise it. I mean, it might go up a little bit, but it's not going to go up like the $7 million they predicted or whatever it no, was. No, it's not going to go up. I, 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 I can see it falling flat. Yeah, but uh, but and, who knows? We might we might see a little bit of a bump, but it's not yeah. going to be uh, the projected uh, spike that we were supposed to see. Right. Okay, so we're going to go to commercial now. And then when we come back after the commercial, we'll talk about the implications of Montreal being in these playoffs. So stick around, and uh, we'll be back. Are you in the market for quality sticks and equipment you can afford? There is a no-frills, no-nonsense company that wants to provide that to you, No Name Hockey. No Name Hockey is a small Canadian company started by former pro player Jason Goulet. When he retired, he searched for sticks that felt like when he was a pro but could never find the right one or one that was reasonably priced. So he decided to start No Name Hockey. Now No Name offers high quality, customized sticks at a fair price. They won't try to wow you with a fancy name. They will focus on providing you a pro stock quality stick that you can afford. The cost of sticks has gone through the roof due to sponsorships and licensing fees. No Name Hockey makes sticks for the no-names and players currently making a name. Do you have a problem getting big city slams? Are you not getting the gains at the gym? Well, don't mortgage your future on rental supplements. Get Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms will get you the gains you need. Bergy Arms gets rid of all the bad attitude and builds better character so you can get the gains you need. Get Burger, 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 today. Not a real project, mate. They make you trade your favorite player for a mountain man. Do not use 
If you're healthy, if you want it loyalty, buy a dog. And we're back. I hope you liked our commercials there that we had. We haven't made a new one in a while, and that's just too bad for you guys, I guess. Uh, so we're back, Matt, and we're going to talk on this side of it. Still talk about the 24 playoff format. We're going to talk about the implications this actually has on the Montreal Canadiens. Um, my biggest thing is the draft. I'm not sure what yours is, but that that's what my biggest issue with this whole thing is it kind of screws their draft up. Yeah, I, I, that's going to be my, I'll say my number two. And then, you know, I touched on it in the, uh, in the first segment is the, uh, just the mental health of all the players involved, not just the Canadians, but around the league. Um, I said, we're going to see some very vanilla hockey and I just don't think it's going to be uh, playoff hockey that we're used to seeing. And um, I just think it's going to be boring to watch, to be honest. And um, I totally agree. But yeah, let's uh, let's let's jump into the draft. Uh, okay. It's 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 on both of our lists, so uh, I'll let you start with that, and then I'll I'll have my two uh, two cents on. Well, that. as of right now, without a lottery, or if if Montreal doesn't win the lottery, or whatever, the, they're at eighth in the draft. Yeah. Now in this draft, which is deep, probably to about fifteen, um, Montreal is going to get probably an NHL ready top, maybe elite player, at eight. That's right. Um, uh, right now, it's looking at either Rossi or uh, Perfetti or uh, Raymond or Holtz. Raymond or Holtz, and yeah. all four of those players can probably jump right into the NHL. Uh, they're probably going to be si- significant players when they jump in the NHL. I mean, you know, thirty-five to forty-five, maybe fifty-point scores. Um, mind you, I'm, you know, like. I could be wrong, but they project to be that at yeah. that level. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Rossi just won the award for CHL top scorer with 120 points, or OHL, I think. Um, yeah, he was the o- OHL most outstanding player, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so uh, if Montreal does these playoffs and they beat Pittsburgh, because with Carey Price in a, in a short series, they could, they could win. Now, mind you, Pittsburgh is a deeper, better team. Plus, Montreal is going to be fully healthy. So that means Tatar is going to be there. Gallagher is going to be there. Drew is going to be there. And when Montreal was fully healthy, uh, uh, Apron uh, Basu on The Athletic had an article about this. Montreal fully healthy was the sixth best team in the league Yeah. this year. Uh, and that was my argument always. Well, if they stayed healthy all year, they'd probably be in a playoff, in the playoffs, and we wouldn't be talking about this. But, like many people say, you can't use injuries as an excuse. Okay, whatever. Um uh, but they were, they were the sixth-best team in the league when everyone was healthy. They played that game against Washington. was probably their best game of the year. Lost Druin and Byron, and then that, I mean, the season went from there because Montreal doesn't have the depth. Um, and with this new playoff format, like you said, no scrums. No one can really touch each other. They can't spit on the ice. You know, where it's going to be like an all-star game, if they can somehow contain Crosby and Malkin... I think Montreal has better talent on their team skill-wise to play that type of hockey. So there's still a possibility that they can make it through the first round, go to the top 16, and then they're out of the uh, the lowest they can draft is 16. Yeah, and, they, and that's such a big jump because right now, if um, so the proposed format right now, um, the way it's been the last few years for the draft, if 
you miss the playoffs, you have an opportunity to get number one. The way that they're looking at it this year is that if you're eighth, like the Canadians currently sit, you can only move up four spots. But that might change because that was what they wanted to do if they had the draft in June. That's right. That's right. So. But it's it's hard to say because now you're going to have teams that were in a playoff spot that get bumped out due to this 2014 format right. that are now needing yeah. to get reshuffled to possibly get... A draft pick. So you could have so, Le- you could have the Leafs go out in the first round, and then get number one, and then get number one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they wouldn't be able to sign them anyway. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but but just imagine, just imagine, for instance, say, say Chicago knocks off Edmonton in the first round, and then Edmonton gets a top three pick. Yeah, or they get the top pick. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's there's a lot of implications. Now I believe you're you're right. I think they're going to stick with the whole. You're not going to move up. You're only going to move up so many spots, and it very, pretty much guarantees Detroit or uh, Ottawa will get the top pick. Yeah, the way it's sitting right now, the way it's sitting right now, um, the Canadians would sit would uh, would pick eighth, and they'd have three picks on the top forty. Right, and they could, as if they go with the original, because the owners want it to be the same draft as it always been. Uh, now I, I read on a, on a, on a, one of the sites, I, I don't remember which one it was, uh, it wasn't like the NHL.com or anything, but they were saying that a lot of the owners want the same draft as what the way it was. However, they want it separate from the playoffs. So what it would be, would you take winning percentage like they are with the playoffs when the season ended? And that's how the draft would go normally as a, as if, if it would have been. Now, if they do that, there's a possibility of a team like Montreal, Chicago, winning the cup and having a top overall pick. Yeah, and people would bitch about that. People, well, I mean, people are going to bitch regardless. Montreal's if they do this playoffs, Montreal's in the playoffs. The people who hate Bergevin and don't want to hear anything about it are going to say this doesn't count because this doesn't count as another playoff for Bergevin because it, it was all askew. People are going to say if Montreal wins the Stanley Cup, it's going to have an whoever wins the Stanley Cup is going to have an asterisk. To me, if it's sanctioned by the league and it's sanctioned by the NHLPA, it's official. Absolutely. So if you want to bitch that, you know, because people want Bergevin fired, and I'll tell you now, that's a small minority. I did a poll the other day about Bergevin, and most of them don't think he's a bad GM at all. Uh, he's a, I mean, he's average. Don't get me wrong. He's not super great. But um, anyway... They don't want this playoffs because then the people who defend Bergevin will say, well, he made the playoffs. He only missed playoffs three times in eight years. And they're going to say, well, this one doesn't count. This one doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah, you know, you know people are going to say that. And, but, and it, the thing about it is it does count because the NHL and the NHLPA said it would count. So, yep. you know, it's like saying, like, for instance, in this playoff format, which I kind of like the 2014 playoff format, because back in the 80s and 90s when we had 21 teams, 76% of the league made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 16 of 21. As we expanded, they kept it at 16. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't mind the 16 format. However, if they bumped it up to 24, it's only 77% of the league. So it's yeah. pretty much I, the first, same as what it was. Personally, I don't have a problem with the 16 teams, but I don't like the divisional matchups. No, I think they should go to the NBA style of you have your division, your division winners get one and two, and then everyone else falls into place. 
Yeah, or even or even uh, go back to the way it was. You know, one plays eight, two plays seven, yeah, et cetera. Exactly. Uh, and and it's, the reason they did this is because they looked at the TV metrics of the playoffs, and more people watched the playoffs in the first round, first round two rounds, than they do in the finals. Yeah. And the reason being is because a lot of people want their teams out gone, so they wanted the rivalry set in the earlier rounds. But the issue with that is they beat themselves up so much in the earlier rounds that the quarterfinals and the finals are actually shitty hockey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you see or you see or you see teams that miss the playoffs that uh that should have been there but because they're not in that division then they're shit out of luck. Montreal in uh, last year. That's right. Montreal was 15th best team in the league didn't make it because they were in the in the Atlantic division and they didn't hit, yep. they didn't make the wild card. Yep. So but if they went 1 through 8 they would have made it in. It's a it's a weird uh Yeah, so it kind of makes you shake your head, right? Yeah. So I said yeah. I I I'd go back to that format. And um, you know, going back to the uh, to the draft, and um, the fact that they could drop from eighth, or actually, well, possibly fourth, off if we still go off that format. Um, right now, they would pre- be projecting to get one of more than likely Holtz, um, Holtz, Rosie, Perfetti, or Struzel. No, um, uh, Lucas Raymond. Lucas so Raymond, Raymond yeah. Rosie, Holtz, or Perfetti. And I'd be happy with any any of those four. As soon as they get into this playoff format, if they win, they're 16. I said no, 16. Yeah, it's the it's it's earliest they'll pick. Absolutely. And then you're looking at, you know, you're looking at a, a whole other crop of players, guys that are not going to be a year out. You're looking at guys that could be two, three years out. Yeah. You're not going to have a Cole Caulfield drop to 15, 16, two years in a row. No. So, uh, I mean, and to say that, because Cole Caulfield was, was projected to be a top five, top 10 pick. Yep. But because of his size, because people felt he was only did so well because of Jack Hughes, he dropped and he's proven them wrong so far in Wisconsin. But yeah. And Hughes really wasn't that exciting to watch. Well, Hughes actually had a worse year than Kakiemi did last year, I believe, point-wise. Kakiemi had 35 points, and I don't think Hughes had much more. Hughes had 21. 21 points. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, what, yeah. 20? And Kakiemi. So, I mean, I guess I'm getting into a whole different thing about Kakiemi and how people think he's washed up or whatever, but, you know, Jack Hughes went first overall and had 21 points in his rookie year. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be really uh, interesting to see if they do go into this format and and, and all this goes through with this twenty four team format that we might see some of the Canadians um, AHL players that that are eligible to to make the jump into the NHL who's gonna join the roster to at least practice with the team and maybe even bump into a spot. Where are we gonna see a you know are we gonna see a, a paling are we gonna see a, a flurry a Noah Jules. And old Juleson was yeah, healthy Juleson. Near, um, near the end of the year. Are we gonna see? Are we gonna see Caden Primo as the backup? Why as not? a backup, yeah. He was the best backup last this season, statistically. Absolutely. Um, yeah. that, that's been another interesting thing. I'm gonna bring it up, and, and may probably won't happen. But Alexander Romanov, there's a little, uh, I don't know, if theory or whatever that Alexander Romanov may be able to play this year due to the fact that uh, Montreal technically hasn't put his contract into the, hasn't put a date on his contract yet. 
uh, I think they're seeing how the season was going to go and stuff like that. Now, uh, Bill Daly has said he highly doubts he'll be eligible. However, the right now they're not positive on the rules for that. Now, the guy in Chicago, who I'll butcher his name if I say him. Uh, what's his name there? Uh, starts with a K. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Uh, Kirill Kaprasov. Kirill Kaprasov. Yeah, I said Chicago. Sorry. Anyway, he can't. He's not eligible, but because of the date on his contract is already put in. Uh, Montreal and a couple other teams who signed player these Russian players left had to be decided on the date. So it's it'll be interesting. I don't think he will be eligible. I just I just don't think he will. But if he is, it'd be interesting to see if he plays. Um, yeah. So. Really, personally, I don't think they should. Ha- I think the season should be done, um, only because I think it's just going to screw the league up for the next two, three years. And, I think so too. And it's not because I don't want to see hockey. It's not because I don't want to, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm. A, I will admit I'm a bit of a Bergevin supporter, and I would love to see them make the playoffs just so I can be one of those guys that say, "Hey, they made the playoffs. Screw you guys." But. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that much a supporter that it really affects me that much. So yeah. uh, I'd, but like, I'd, I'd personally rather get the top pick, to be honest with you. Yeah. We, we're both in, in, in Blaine's the same way. We're all big hockey fans. We yeah. want to see we want to see hockey played. We want to see the Canadians on the ice. We want to see a Stanley Cup. We want to see a good draft, et cetera. But at the same time, we want to see high-level hockey. Right. We want to see um, guys that are – you know, mentally ready to play and that are mentally stable when they are playing. Um, we we want to see, you know, real hockey. We want to see what we're used to seeing. And we don't want to see teams that pretty much tanked all year, like a, like Detroit or Ottawa, just to be rewarded with the uh, with the top pick. It, 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 it's not fair to the rest of the teams. And it kind of it makes the team it makes the uh, it makes the league look really soft when it comes to um well, if you want a top player, you just don't play. Well, and the, the whole lottery was put in place to stop that because he had teams like Ottawa and San Jose and them teams years ago when they first got in the league and stuff that would just be like, all right, we'll put a couple shitty teams out for a few years, get the top pick. Yeah. Well, look what Pittsburgh did. And th- that's how Pittsburgh got Crosby and Malkin they, and Fleury, for that matter, is uh, they just played shitty for years and said, all right, we'll get the top players and then we'll be a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, and Toronto. Toronto, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or Edmonton tried to do it and failed, but uh, it's coming around now. They did, they're doing better with the lottery than they did without. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, and that's what the whole point of the lottery was. And now you're kind of, because of, and this whole, this whole thing's about money. This whole thing is about money to the league. I don't care what anyone says. This whole opening up the season has nothing to do with wanting to give out the Stanley Cup. Absolutely nothing. It, it it it's the league wants to get back some of the money they lost. That's exactly what it is, hands down. I I, I agree with you 100. <laughs> percent For me, I would have loved to see the Memorial Cup. Yes, because that's some of the best hockey you're gonna see. Yep, I totally agree. And as soon as that was canceled, and then I said, you know, the dominoes are falling. Well, then the AHL because canceled. We saw, because we, well, we saw the teams in Europe, yeah. in uh, in Russia, et cetera. They all started canceling. And then the CHL shut down. 
now now we have the AHL shutting down. But the NHL won't. And the NBA is another yes. league that won't. And NHL usually follows what the NBA does because Bettman, yep. Bettman's a former NBA guy. Yep. Uh, however, you don't really see in the news what the – last I heard is they're going to go play basketball at Disney World or something. But Yeah, uh, something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, and the NHL, and they're, talking about, they're talking about Vegas being a hot spot for uh, the NHL and literally closing down a resort or two and then just having all those players at these resorts. But the once they leave the country, they got a quarantine for two weeks. They they're supposed to, yeah. So how is this? See, I don't see how this is going to work in the time they think it's going to work because nobody's even started playing hockey yet. No one's even started practicing yet. No one's unless even... you're in. Well, in Europe, they're they're able to they're able to, but in North America, it's it's most it's most most, uh, most things are still shut down. Yeah, and. Uh, and a lot of this is province-based as well, if you're in Canada. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. Like, I don't see any – if it happens, I don't see, see anything even happen until August. And, and and my big thing is not so much this season, but you can't have a full season next season if you're starting it in January or February. No. So, unless they decide, all right, we're going to have another 48-game season, Right award the Stanley Cup at the normal time, and then start the next season as a regular full season, right? Yep. Then And then what happens when the second wave of COVID hits and then everything starts going to shit again? Who knows? Right? So did they stop Are the you playoffs? Are you going to pull you, the plug halfway through? Like, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many variables that just make things worse. There's too many cons to the pros. I mean, you'll there have is. you'll have people argue. Well, I just want to see hockey. Anyone who doesn't want to see hockey, you're just being a little bitch about the COVID, right? Yeah. And I I get your point. I want to see hockey too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if they restart it, I'm going to watch. Like, I, I you know what I will too. But I want to see NHL level level hockey. hockey. I don't want to see yeah. this. Alrighty, you know. Oh, you skated too close to that guy. That's a two minute penalty. Yeah. Go sit down. Right. Yeah. Sorry, what, was the ref going to carry a stick around with him to make sure that everyone's a sixth leg away? No, everyone's going to have to wear like a pool noodle on their helmet <laughs> or whatever, and if they get too close. Around their so. waist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, I'm with you. I think it's going to be an all-star game type hockey. I, I don't even see how the players can take it serious. It's hard to say. It's, I don't know. Like, like, if If you're not playing playoff hockey... And how how do you base, say, like, we see it every year. We see guys come out and they absolutely dominate in the playoffs and they're on a contract year and they get a big contract out of it. Is that going to be a fact? Like, I, I think the free agency is going to be really fucked up this year, to be honest. You might as well get rid of your fourth line or your third line, the checking lines, because they're not, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They can they can chirp, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> like it. like your third and this fourth lines it. are out there to give your well, your fourth lines give your top lines at rest. The third lines out yeah. there as a checking line. But if you can't really check, if you can't really do anything, uh, what's Zach Cassian going to do? What's the, any of the Chuck brothers going to do? Because they have yeah. to change their entire style of game. Yeah. And it, it, it's not going to be playoff hockey. There'll be no fans. There'll be no cheering. There'll be no whatever. And you can't even put the intensity into it that you would see in a playoff game. No. Into this because you're not allowed. 
You're not yeah, allowed. I, think, I said it's gonna be it's gonna be boring to watch, but I'll still watch because oh, it's hockey and I definitely. miss hockey. But yeah, I'm just it's it's hard to say, and and and, and you know we'll we'll stay on top of this, and um, you know we'll follow the developments just like everybody yeah. else, and we'll be talking about it. Well, as of right now, it's today's Friday the twenty first. Or it's Thursday. Today's Thursday? Thursday. Thursday the 21st. I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> uh, and as of uh, yesterday, uh, according to the score, uh, the NHLPA has the new uh, 24, uh, has what the NHL has the, like, Elliot Freeman, he said, uh, it's nothing set in stone, but both teams and players must still approve it. I uh, had the discussion that proposal could happen as early as today, Thursday, or tomorrow. So it's with the NHLPA now, and it's up to the NHLPA. Now, we said earlier that there's a lot of players vocal against this. So if it does get shut down, it'll be on the player's side. Because the, the NHL is ready. They'll start tomorrow if they could. But, uh, yeah. They wouldn't um, have shut down if they could have. No, they wouldn't. They only shut down because the NBA shut down. Guaranteed. That's the only reason why they shut down. It's because they were forced to. Um, so yeah, so it'll be up to the players, and I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised if the players go for this. I really will. You know, I'll support it either way. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, I'll support it either way. Am I going to be happy about it? Who knows? Um, I think it's going to really base off of the first game that we see. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter if it's the Canadians or not that we watch, yeah. depending on uh, the way that the time slots are going to be. We might see, you know, we might still see NHL-level hockey. It's going to be because the, the league and the referees and everyone, they've got to buy into this system as well. Yeah. And, you've got, and we know we've got referees that are out there that, you know, that let's just so, you know, we'll, we'll say that they let them play. Yeah. Well, how many of them are going to do that? And how many of these guys that if you look at a guy the wrong ways, you get a penalty, let alone if you get too close to him during COVID-19? Well, I mean, the good part about it is you have to wear a full shield, so Marshawn won't be able to lick anybody. So <laughs> He'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think we'll end it there. I think that's uh, where the show will be. Uh, it was a good discussion. good to get back with you again, Matt, and talk it hockey. Was. And, and uh, I've missed it. I've missed being out here. I've missed making our show. Uh, as you know, uh, Blaine's sailing on the VDQ, sailing around the Maritimes and taking nice pictures and putting them on Twitter and everything. Uh, Matt, you're working hard. You're busy working, so yeah, I'm working again tonight. Uh, next four days, wow. just it's it's been nonstop. I'm working from home, <laughs> <laughs> but now uh, the military might be getting back to uh, uh, a, a kind of work uh, on the first of June where. Half the crew goes in one week, and the other half goes in the next week. So it's it, it's yeah. getting it's getting back. It's things are getting back to normality. Uh, it's, everyone don't know. I, I'm now a writer for the Hockey Writers, along with Blaine. Um, I don't know if you read my articles. I put them all over the place. But if you do, thank you very much. Uh, I will say right now, I'm the ninth most read uh, person for the month of May on the website. So it's good to be able to look at your uh, stats and stuff like that when you're doing something. So. Absolutely, and keep yeah. up the good work. Like I've read, Thank I've you. read your article. I've read your articles, and uh, you know, like you, you, you know, you, you've written in the past, and then yeah. you went on a little bit of a, a little bit of a, of a, you know, a dry spell where you weren't. Um, so it's good that you're back. That and, wasn't a dry uh, spell, but we won't get into that. 
but uh, but you, you know what I mean. Like yeah, you, yeah, I know uh, exactly what you know. You you put out good work. Uh, people people read it. I, and uh, and now you're doing good, now you're doing good things with the hockey writers, and I wish you all the best all right, and, uh, and and to Blaine as well. Thank you, thank you very much. And uh, you know, hopefully more to come, right? Oh, stop it, stop it, keep it up, keep it up. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyway, it's good to get the show. Uh, we're rambling on now, uh, so we'll end it here. Uh, Matt, again, it was good to get with you. Uh, Absolutely. Let's make this uh, another weekly thing. Let's not take so much time off. Uh, we'll get back together uh, next week. Sounds and good. And maybe I'll even uh, put out a Toxic Tuesday next week. We'll see what happens. Perfect. All right. Look forward to it. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Nice seeing you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll hopefully uh, talk to you next week. And that concludes another episode of Habs Unfiltered. We would like to thank all our listeners, old and new, for joining us. We hope you were informed and entertained. And always remember, if you are talking about it, so are we. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.